This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Jennifer Garman. Jennifer is the founder and CEO of GratitudeMission.org as well as the author of Flourish, Seven Ways Gratitude Can Transform Your Life. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me, Roman. It's great to be here. My pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today? Yeah, well, I've had, in, in my perspective, more pivots than just about anybody I know. <laughs> I started out, I graduated as a computer engineer and I went to work for Hewlett Packard um, as a software engineer and um, quickly realized that I don't think I want to spend the rest of my life doing this. I just, it just didn't mesh with me and it didn't speak to me in terms of, you know, this is exciting and this is what I want to do. So I, within months of starting at my first job, I started looking around like, well, what else can I do with this degree? <laughs> and luckily enough, um, I was able to kind of pivot over into more of the sales side and still keep my technical expertise. But I didn't, I still didn't feel fulfilled. Um, I felt much better working, you know, face-to-face with people all the time. And I knew that that was, you know, one of the keys that I need to be, you know, fulfilled and happy. But I still wasn't feeling like, you know, this is really clicking and this is it. So I eventually got over into um, the medical sector and I got into um, marketing and sales in um, medical, uh, first pharmaceutical, and then um, eventually medical devices. And I loved it because I was finally finding out that I need to help people. That is what I need at the core of what I do. So I was really happy in that job. I was chugging along. Um, Over the course of two and a half years, I had three kids. Um, I had a set of twins and then I had my, my third child. Um, and when she was about um, right around one years old, uh, my health just literally fell off a cliff. Um, the rug got pulled out from under me literally overnight. I was doing fine. I was doing fine. And then I was not fine. And it took me seven, almost seven and a half years to crawl out of that hole. Um, I started by going to my primary care doctor and I was given a prescription for sleep medication. And then I ended up going to specialists because the symptoms and um, my health was deteriorating. The symptoms were increasing and I wasn't getting better. I was getting worse, even though I was taking more things. I was being diagnosed as more in more buckets and nothing was working. And um, I don't know how I kept a sense of hope, but I always kept a sense of hope that you know, I'm going to find it. I'm going to keep finding it. I'm going to push through and I would try the protocols and nothing would work or it would work slightly, but I knew in my heart that it wasn't it, but I would keep going. And it was around the seven year point that I just decided that, you know what, maybe this is just what I've been dealt. And, you know, it's not terminal. Um, Even though we don't know what it is, maybe I can just make the best of it and I can do something in terms of fulfillment for a career. So I decided to get my life coaching certification at that time. And when I was studying for it, um, it brought in a lot of neuroplasticity. It brought in quantum physics. It brought in a lot of mindset stuff and balance and, you know, different areas of your life and you have to achieve balance. And I was fascinated by studying for this. Um, And I started to experiment on myself with the techniques that I'd learned. Um, So I used an emotional pillar 
of gratitude because that kept coming up as the strongest positive emotion that you can embrace. So I used the pillar of gratitude and I focused on that with neuroplasticity techniques and lo and behold, my symptoms started to resolve and I was getting more energy. I was sleeping better. My symptoms were going away. And this start, this was happening in less than a week. I was noticing this and I was still very skeptical because I'm a scientific minded person, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep practicing it because I have nothing to lose and I feel great. And within a month's time, every symptom had gone away. I felt better than I ever had before. And still being the skeptic, I decided I needed to dive into the research. Was this something that was really possible or is this just kind of, you know, this um, renaissance period, then it's all going to come crashing back down and I'm going to get sick again. And luckily, um, the science and all the research and everything I found is that, you know, this is possible. Our thoughts are so powerful and we can overcome so much just based on our thoughts. And I, I knew at that point that I needed to make this my career. So I kind of put my coaching on hold and I created a product to teach gratitude. Um, and it's called the Growing Gratitude Tree. I formed my company, gratitudemission.org, around it. And it's literally a, a vinyl wall decal in the shape of a tree that you stick to the wall and you add leaves to it on a regular basis, just all the things that you have in your life that you're grateful for. And it becomes an instant lens perspective switch when you view the tree, when you walk past the tree of all that you do have in your life to snap out of what you don't have or what's going wrong or where your mind is going in a bad place. And it really helps um, you embrace the, um, the concept and the notion of gratitude and make it a uh, regular occurrence and a, um, a habit in your life. And I was lucky enough that I had gotten to negotiations with the Home Shopping Network and I got my tree on um, live TV on the Home Shopping Network in um, 2018 in the fall. And from there, um, I started talking to school districts and that's kind of the sweet spot now that I'm working with school districts to get uh, my product into schools. Um, so that was the most, most of 2018. Um, early 2019, I was then um, given the opportunity to turn my story into a book, which I spent all of last year and part of this year doing. And in um, April, uh, my book Flourish, Seven Ways Gratitude Can Transform Your Life um, was published. So I've been a little bit busy. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, like you said, I think obviously the mind is a very powerful thing, both, you know, mentally and physically. It's one of those things where, you know, you're told that like 60% to shut off, but you can push through like people running ultra marathons and all these crazy physical feats. And I think it's important, like you said, the gratitude component. Um, I was born in Ukraine when it was still under the Soviet Union. So I think having that starting point and having kind of that grit and knowing where you came from, but obviously living in the United States, you're so comfortable and you have everything kind of at your disposal. Obviously there's still, you know, hunger, poverty and things of that nature. But for me personally, it's one of those things where I love to travel and that, that traveling get, get, gives me and gets me perspective. So seeing how other people live and how we're not as fortunate. And I like to compare it like, I think about it and, and kind of if I'm going through something, I'm like, is it a third world problem or a first world problem? If it's something like, oh, yeah, my phone is glitching. OK, I don't have to kind of freak out about it and really like taking a moment and, uh, you know, recalibrating and readjusting. And like you said, really seeing what you have in your life and, and being thankful for that, because a lot of people don't have that. Yes, it's very true. And when we can have that perspective shift, it, it makes getting through the tough times so much easier. 
And we all know, I think that, you know, everybody's been around long enough that's probably listening to know that, you know, tough times and adversity is inevitable. And we need to build up the resilient features and the resilient habits. And gratitude is one of those great habits we can build so that we can handle things when they come. Because it's not a question if, it's just a question when we're going to get struck by the next one. Yep. It's like you said, preparing yourself. And you, for me, at least, it's one of those things where they say good and bad things come in threes. And you feel like you're on top of the world. And oftentimes, I don't think I've ever had it where it's like personal and professional align and you're like on top of the world without something falling apart. It's either, you know, all family and, you know, friend relationships and, you know, personal life is great. And then something implodes in terms of business or vice versa. So it's like a constant battle, like you said, and you constantly have to kind of keep preparing yourself for the next battle. Yeah. And when you speak of it in terms of battle, it's really easy to get caught up in that because it's a negative thing usually. And it's it's so easy to get pulled in that direction. And that's the wrong direction because it just builds upon itself. Um, when you are immersed in negative, you literally bring more negative into your life. So what you really need to do is you need to flip that and just bring more positive in by focusing on the positive and gratitude's the key to doing that. Yep. And like you said, like not doing it from a position of fear or being fearful for the future, but planning and preparing. Yes, absolutely. So what's one thing that motivates you to succeed? You know, that's interesting because that's changed all through my life. But right now, um, I would say the biggest motivator is helping other people. You know, I've been in a position where I was so sick for so long And I'm now looking back and I'm grateful for that because it's put me into the position now where I can hopefully help others from having to go through what I did. And when I hear other people reach out to me and they tell me that, you know, what you wrote in your book or your product has just helped me so immensely. And I used to be here and now I'm there. That makes so much difference. It's better than any monetary check that I can receive in my bank account. It's really what drives me. It's what gets me going in the morning. Yeah, I agree. I think that motivation of helping others and, uh, you know, doing things for the right reason, especially, obviously, there's a lot of people not knocking careers and stuff like that. Like you said, you had to kind of pivot to begin with because you weren't necessarily happy with that trajectory in terms of, you know, having that quintessential kind of office job nine to five. And I mean, society has told us that that's success. You graduate college, you go into something like that, you stay 20 or 30 years or whatever, and then you should just be happy to retire. But like you said, pivoting into something that is kind of heart led and gives back to others, I think you enjoy your work that much more. I absolutely do. And I'm just looking back, I never would have guessed that my life would take these turns in this way. But I'm just so happy that it did and so grateful. um, Because I'm now I know, you know, I, I talk to people all the time that just say like, just something doesn't sit right. It doesn't feel right. There feel something is missing. And I'm like, I know I've been there. I've done that. You need to really dig deep and find out what it is that drives you and what you find fulfillment in and just find a way to make that what you do. Um, because that's what it is that's going to drive you each day and give you the energy and the motivation to keep going. Yeah, I agree. And like you said, that money isn't necessarily happiness. There's plenty of people that have all the money in the world, but one may may not have someone to share it with, either friends or family or anything of that nature, or just, you know, you made it now what, you know, you didn't necessarily enjoy the journey or did something that either gave back or you felt like, you know, your time may have been wasted. So yes, it's good. I don't discourage, like I'm not, money is an enemy because Naturally, if you get more successful, you get more money. And in that case, in in my opinion, you can do more good in terms of, 
you know, starting charities, giving back directly, things of that nature. But if you're, if money is your driving factor, which I think a lot of people, even first getting into their careers, a lot of people are kind of, you know, let me jump careers, titles, get more money, which I think in my mid to late twenties, I was doing and then switched over to a more, more kind of let me leave a legacy. Let me share as much as I can with people in terms of my experiences and my knowledge so I can help others kind of either avoid the pitfalls I've dealt with or help them to go through some of the things that I've experienced in my life. Yes. And you, you bring up the, um, the money conundrum and it, it is actually a fact. And there's been studies on this that, you know, once your basic needs are met, incremental income doesn't really do much, but you do need to have your basic needs met. So there are people that, you know, they may we do need to make more money because they need to get their basic needs met. But beyond that is what we're talking about. And that's really when the incremental money just doesn't really do it. Um, and it can bring, you know, short term like lifts, but they, the dips come just as quick as the lifts do. And they don't last very long. Yeah. I mean, it's just like the difference between like 1 billion and 2 billion. I mean, you're in the billions. I mean, you can do anything you want, but it's like, you're sitting on that. You're not necessarily helping, which I'm not necessarily like advocating. Anyone can do what they want with what they've, you know, legitimately earned, but there's a lot of people that make a lot of money and then don't necessarily kind of turn it around into kind of giving back or anything in terms of a charitable, you know, endeavor or something that's like they're passionate and in their personal lives. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, there are a lot that do. And I think that I've read so much about, you know, well, why do you give back? And from what I've read and from what I've gathered in my own personal experience, when you give back, you get exponentially more. And it just, it's not monetary, but it's just in fulfillment and feeling and just, you know, a peace. And I think that's why so many people do it. It's just because that, you know, you feel like you're helping other people and it's just the best feeling. Yeah, I agree. And it's not always necessarily money. So if you don't have money, you can give knowledge, you can give your time and doing it kind of with, I guess, an open heart and not expecting anything in return when you do it kind of for the right reasons. Even if you don't, you're, you aren't expecting anything or, you know, anything of that nature, like when I switched over to that kind of mindset, exponentially in terms of business, networking and relationships, things like accelerated a lot quickly because they were exactly. coming from a genuine place. Exactly. And that's all. That's the basis of it right there. It has to be genuine. It can't be for ulterior motives. I agree. So what's one thing you may have seen as a weakness in yourself in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today? Oh, man, I used to be introverted. Um, I used to really feel more comfortable if I was just, you know, to myself, which is why I went into computer engineering. Um, I just kind of felt like better and uh, I felt more in control. When I took the exterior um, of, you know, people and that out of it and realized really quickly, um, you, like I said, a few months into that career that, oh, no, I made a big mistake because there was no face to face communication. Everything was done through a screen and I was miserable. I did. I knew that I needed more connection and more. And I grew out of my shell rather quickly to the point where I'm now I would consider myself more extroverted than introverted. So I literally did almost a personality change. And not that I would consider it a weakness, but it's just something that I noticed changed. And I don't know that a lot of people realize that you can change in your life. And you know how you used to be doesn't, you don't have to be pegged in that you can change and maybe you'd be happier, more fulfilled if you kind of went through a metamorphosis. So I guess I didn't mean to peg that as a weakness, but it's just something that I noticed was a big change that I went through. 
Yeah, it's a change in you. And I think I would have to agree. I think I'm still more kind of an introvert, but actually this podcast has forced me into kind of building relationships more and kind of being more personable. I guess since March of 2019, I've interviewed 190 people or so from different, walks of, yeah, from different walks of life and trying to go about it the right way. So it's not like, let me, let me tally up uh, more content, more interviews to get this out and build my brand or whatever. It's really a platform for my guests to showcase what they're working on, who they're about, how they can help other people in the audience. And then myself, genuinely interested in what the guests do and trying to take something and apply it to my life, at least one thing from every interview. Oh, that's great. And it's one of those things also kind of not being afraid of no. So when I like switch from the mindset that no is okay, so you're going to get a lot of no's in life and shake it off because those no's lead to kind of bigger yeses that really like exponentially increase too. of me really going kind of hard in the direction of networking and meeting people that are kind of industry leaders or at least kind of talking to them at industry events where I may shy off or away from that. And not only simply kind of, going and can I have a picture with you really making like a genuine statement how their work or their content has impacted me and really led to kind of building relationships that I didn't think would form prior. Yeah, that's amazing. And I love the idea, the, the notion of the no. And it, so many people look at it as a door slammed in your face, but just look at it as you're just turned in a different direction. And it can, it, you look at it in terms of like, there's all these new possibilities with that no that can happen. And there's new, new ways I can go because I used to look at that as a very negative thing. It would get kind of turned down. You know, I was in sales and I took it kind of hard personally sometimes. And I'm like, no, it's not me. It's just that, you know, it, this thing that I am pushing is not for them right now. And I just need to take it in a different direction. Yeah. And especially in sales, you're going to get a lot of no's. So you have to have a, a, uh, <laughs> a, a thick skin. And, and I think you have to uh, kind of disconnect no from your ego. So no automatically kind of hurts your ego. Am I not good enough? You know, I've, I've accomplished X, Y, Z in the past. Why are they saying no to me? If you disconnect it, it's a lot easier to kind of take and move forward. Yes, absolutely. So what's one piece of advice you can leave with the audience, personal or professional? Um, the biggest advice that I would love to leave is that you, you reap more of the mindset that you keep. And I personally can attest to this when I am in a negative mindset, I get so much more negative. And I've been so aware of this um, for the past several years since I've been doing this, that, you know, things bring you into a negative mindset. It's just going to happen. But when I'm in that, all of a sudden I'm hearing from friends that have issues and I'm hearing of their negativity and it builds and it snowballs. And I, you know, introspectively looked back and said, you know, most of my life, I've been in this negative glass half empty mindset. And now that I'm more glass half full, and I bring more of those type people into my life. And it's just amazing what's transpired, and who's left my life and who's come into my life. And it's just, I mean, it's just miraculous. So if you can have the perspective of positive, and great gratitude is a great way to do that. Just practicing it when you first wake up in the morning, when you go to bed at night, just a couple things that you've got in your life that you're thankful for. You'll build on more of that. You'll build more of the positive and you'll bring more positive into your life as a result. Yeah, it's what you kind of put out. And obviously that affects the people around you. If 
they're positive, that negativity could bring them down and affect your relationships and vice versa. It's kind of like the people, the closest people you surround yourself with. If they're super negative, you may want to address that with them or do something because if you're, I don't care how positive you are, if every single person around you is kind of, you know, breaking you down and, you know, giving negative kind of comments and things of that nature, eventually that will break you down to that level as well. Yes, absolutely. So I really appreciate you stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you, find the book, a little bit more about the book? Yeah, so the book is available on Amazon. Um, It's entitled Flourish, um, Seven Ways Gratitude Can Transform Your Life. Um, It's also available, um, you can find it on my website, which is Jennifer Garman. Um, Garman is spelled with two A's, dot XYZ. And I also do coaching and speaking. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Thank you so much for having me, Roman. It was great to be here. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.